It has been a good day of worship, and our children are leading us well. Lily, in her, uh, and in several places, but especially Lily, in her most, in the reading right before um, Do You Know Your Shepherd's Voice, asked the question that the sermon wants to ask Are you listening? Can you hear uh, God's voice? On Pentecost, in the story of Pentecost, we hear and see uniquely that God's voice comes to his people when they are gathered. And so this morning, through a, a brief sermon, a brief meditation, and a reading from Acts chapter 2, we'll ask ourselves the question, are we hearing our shepherd's voice? We turn to a reading from Scripture from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, the followers of Jesus, all of them, were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven, living in Jerusalem, and at this, at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are these who are speaking, are they not Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Edomites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya belong to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in their own languages. We hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? Others sneered and said, Oh, they are merely filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. Listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. When he said, in the last days God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven above and signs on earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In this story, the disciples were gathered together celebrating Pentecost, which was an important Jewish celebration. It was a time when they gathered for a prominent feast 
celebrating ancient Israel and celebrating Jesus or God giving them the law on Mount Sinai. And while they're here in Jerusalem, a peculiar thing happens. The Spirit descends and everyone gathered hears the voice of God in a language that they understand. On the day of Pentecost, people from all over the world were gathered for an important celebration and in being gathered, they heard the voice of God. It's an amazing thing. And it's a thing that we're tempted to believe happened a long time back then. But I wonder, have you ever been gathered with a group of people and heard the voice of God? Maybe today you are gathered here with a group of people and you have heard God offering you a word, a voice. God's voice has come to you and you have heard God speaking to you in a special way. In that way, that story didn't just happen, it happens. When God's people gather together and tell the story and speak the good news, what happens is we each, in some miraculous, strange, powerful, but meaningful way, have the opportunity to hear God's voice. You might be wrestling with one thing and your neighbor a few over is wrestling with something else. And yet, in gathering for worship, you hear God's voice. I know it's true for me. At times, though, we're gathered, we're not present, we're not here. We're thinking about our to-do list. We're wondering about our calendar. We're making our list for the grocery store. We're scrolling through our phone on the pew next to us. I've done it before. And then we wonder, is God's voice gone? Is God gone away? This week, my in-laws are going to be in town. And after the boys are put to bed, everybody will retire to the family room and to their screens. You know the scene? Mom on her Kindle. Dad on his computer. Wife scrolling through metrics on her iPhone and Somebody's got the remote, probably me, with hockey on in the background. We're all gathered, but we're not paying attention to any voices. We're paying attention to many voices. And in our world, there are many voices, many things we can attend to. But as a pastor and as a congregation and as a people, we wonder, do we believe in the power of God speaking to us as a gathered people. Do we truly believe that as gathered people, God can reach all of us? God can speak to all of us. God can come alive and rest upon each and every one of us in a special way. I may be old-fashioned, but I still believe it's possible. In fact, I still see it happen, I think. I still see that in whatever language we're speaking, in whatever voice we're listening for, the fact of the matter is, when we're gathered as God's people, God has a way of reaching in and giving voice to us, sharing His Word with each of us. 
In the last month, Finn, our seven-month-old, has gone through this really funny sort of phase. I don't remember Cam going through it. He'll be lying on the changing table, getting ready for a bath, or laying on the floor, playing with him, and I'm always trying to hold him off, you know, get to the next feeding with mom, get to the next thing. And what I have found is peculiar. If I talk to him in English, he sort of looks at me like, Dad, really, could you just get me back to mom? Because that's what I really want. But if somehow I manage to make up some gibberish that sounds like me attempting to speak in some other language, it makes Finn laugh. It makes him giggle. Last night he giggled to whoop, whoop, whoop. He giggled. Finn is seven months old. He does not understand language. He doesn't understand words. You speak English to him even quickly, and he has no response. But in those words that are unintelligible, something is conveyed. And I wonder if that's a glimpse of what Pentecost might have been like for those believers. In unintelligible words, other people are hearing God reach into their hearts and lives. Other people are feeling God's presence. And in those moments with Finn, I wonder if I'm getting a glimpse of what might have happened on that day in Pentecost. That day of Pentecost. Where everyone heard the gibberish of someone else's language alongside the clarity of God's voice in their own language. And that comes through the power of God's Spirit with us even still today. On Pentecost, I think the message for us is this. God speaks in many ways. God is ready to speak to you in a way that you will understand in your own language, even if it's a language that someone else speaks. I think God speaks to all of us miraculously, especially when we're gathered as His people. And God speaks to me in a way that may seem like noise to you, And God speaks to you in ways that are unintelligible noises to me. But the question we as God's people always face is do we hear? Are we listening? Have we turned our ears and hearts to prepare to respond to God's words? On that Pentecost day, God's people gathered and what they found was the clear voice of God coming to them. Blessing them, calling them forward. And I think today, I hope today, this is us as well. This story didn't just happen, but it happens, and it can happen today. Where God's people gathered seeking a word from God. God is delivering it when we listen. And have we heard Him on this day? Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for your word, which comes in many ways. When we look outside, we see the beauty of creation. When we look at our family and friends, we see the beauty of your presence, where two or more are gathered. As a gathered church, we feel a family who loves us, who supports us, who cares for us, who provides for us in times of need, and who are people who we want to provide for when others have times of need. 
But Lord, most importantly, as your people gathered in worship this morning, your voice has come to us in many different ways. Through prayers given by children, through scriptures read so beautifully, through songs played and through songs sung from their hearts. Lord, your voice has been spoken in this place today. I pray that like on that Pentecost day, we have heard your voice loud and clear. And Lord, as we have heard your voice, may we have the courage and wisdom, wisdom and courage to respond to it. This, O oh Lord, is our prayer on this day. And we offer it in the name, your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray it today. Amen.